You're watching The Sports Objective, the podcast for pirates. You're watching Pirate Breakdown with Sutton Young. Join Sutton every Wednesday night on The Sports Objective as he talks East Carolina football. Here's Sutton. Well, Merry Christmas Eve, Eve, as they say. Uh, we're officially in bowl season now. Uh, joined by Dave Richmond here with the uh, the nice stadium in the background, something that Birmingham, uh, they finally got. They finally got a uh, nicer stadium after uh, all those years of playing at Legion Field. Uh, Dave, how are you doing, man? I'm doing great. I'm so fired up. I'm glad you asked that question. You probably would regret that. I'm just like, I haven't had a lot of ca- caffeine I'm just high on the fact that we're going to a bowl game and Sutton, we're going to play this game on Tuesday night. Okay. I've spent a lot of money. I took a week off to be with my kids, um, my sister, my whole family. We're going down to Birmingham. We're going to have a great show on Monday night. I hope you'll join us on Monday night. I know you can't make it as far as being there physically, but virtually you can be there and hopefully you'll join us, but we're going to be at overtime bar and grill in Birmingham, having a great time at 8 o'clock on Monday night. Then we have the kickoff at, that'll be, let's see, 545 Central, 645 Eastern on Tuesday night. I'm just so jacked up. And the weather sucks right now, like right outside my window right here. It sounds like a hurricane as we're talking mm-hmm. right now with a winter storm. The good right. news, everybody that loves, they say it's got to be cold at Christmas time. It's got to be the white Christmas. Well, you're getting it this year. I, I hate it. I hate it. I absolutely do. Oh, I'm not a big snow fan. I'm up here in the mountains of Virginia, and it's supposed to get into the three, four degrees tomorrow morning. I, I told my parents, I said, "Look, I mean, I, I'm just, I'm gonna hibernate. I'm not, I'm not going outside. There's no way I'm going outside. I, I just got back from New York yesterday, and it was freezing there. Yeah. And I'm back south, and for it to be even colder, I'm just thinking, you've got to be kidding me. And I was watching the, uh, what was it, the uh, Independence Bowl. It looked like they were freezing, and yesterday too in the, the Armed Forces Bowl, I think it was in the teens. Yeah, Bubba had the uh, stat. Bubba helped me out. I know he's producing the show. I believe it was fourteen degrees, and there's uh, he knew this because he, you know, Bubba's the numbers guy, not me. And I always like go like this, like oh, Bubba. Um, but it's like I think the record is two different times of twelve degrees. So you're playing in a, I mean. You, do you? I don't know if you like growing up. Like I remember, like growing up, and it's like really cold outside. And you play tackle football, and you hit the grass. Normally, if it's like warm outside, it's not too bad. But man, when you hit that ground, and it's and that ground is so cold, it feels like you're hitting cement. It's oh it's yeah, not, it, it's not a pretty thing. So I can't imagine uh, playing in bowl games like that. As much as I love them, and I love this time of year, I feel for the players. Oh no doubt about it, and. And many people thought, okay, well, Alabama, it's, it's deep south. It can't be that cold. Well, it, it, it gets cold there. I mean, it. I think people are going to be pleasantly surprised with uh, the weather. I mean, it, it's certain. It's certainly not southeast mid-Atlantic that most pirates are used to, but it's still going to be cold. Yeah, Bubba put it up there. Thank you, Bubba. I knew it was twice, 1958 and 1983. In fact, the 1983 game was a Liberty Bowl. And, I w- hey, I remember my memory. I'm not too old. I, I did remember that 12 degrees. So, hey, I can remember stat. I'm, I'm feeling good tonight. <laughs> I remember, uh, what was it, 2010 Liberty Bowl. I don't know the degree, but I just remember everyone told me, 
coldest game I've ever been to. Freezing, freezing in the wind. I mean, it was obviously, way, it was way low. It, it wasn't quite that low. And for those viewers uh, out there, maybe they can tell us or Bubba, if you remember, I remember I didn't get, I couldn't go to that game, mm-hmm. but I remember how cold it was, and people tell me how cold it was. So, um, okay, it was thirteen degrees last night. I knew it was close. Yeah, I knew it was close around the record. range. Yeah, for people think Texas is south too, and like Alabama, um, but they get they get snow and they get the freezing stuff like that last night. Oh no doubt about it. I mean, I, I think it's a there's a cold front going across the country. I mean, it, especially the southeast, south southern part of the country. I mean, obviously, when I, when I went to New York, I'm I'm thinking, okay, it's going to be cold. Expecting it to be cold, I prepared, but coming back here, I'm just thinking, okay, what is this? What is this? So. It's going to be interesting, to say the least. I mean, a lot of these bowls have certainly been colder than uh, than they've anticipated to be. Yeah, you have, uh, and then you have Kyle, Matt, and our friend Mike Ray for their sister podcast, um, talking racing with Mike Ray. He lives in Raleigh. Kyle lives in you know Lagrange, and then you the Lagrange area. Matt lives up in Connecticut. They all have something in common. Their power went off today because mm-hmm. of. I didn't think about it, the wind. It makes perfect sense. Uh-huh. I didn't even think about that. But thankfully, all three of them have power. It came back on. Um, but Mike was out without power. I know four and a half hours. I forgot how long Kyle was, but uh, I didn't even ask Matt when his came back on. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, there's three different parts. You have two in North Carolina and one in Connecticut that yeah. are part of our, our team here on the Sports Objective. And, man, they literally went without power. And so it's uh, you think about that with, like, a hurricane, you don't think about that with like a winter storm, but it makes perfect sense. It does. Uh, our, I believe our internet went out for a little bit too. I mean, it, the winds, it, it, it does kind of sound like a hurricane. It, it was the whooshes. They were all over the place. But as far as weather's concerned, it's certainly cold. But as far as this game is concerned, in all honesty, Dave, when I found out we were going to the Birmingham Bowl, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, we're going back to Birmingham. We've been there twice, going back again. But What's even more just, I don't want to say head-scratching, but we're playing Coastal, and Coastal's three hours from Greenville, and you're taking this game, which, and I said this earlier on, I said on Twitter, this would be a great game if it was in Greenville or Conway, and you're putting it in Birmingham. I mean, obviously it wasn't what the team's, it wasn't either team's choice, but it it, it just seems weird to me. Well, they... Uh... Coastal doesn't want to play on their home field, and nor, right. does, nor does East Carolina and Greenville. Right. Um, I think, I think what it comes down to for me, there's nothing wrong with Birmingham for me at all. I think what it comes down to, in my mind, there was for a long period of time, as you know, in our business that they were talking about going to Fenway, Fenway, Fenway. We heard about the Fenway Bowl, um, and uh, after this weather today, I'm like, yeah, glad we didn't play in the Fenway Bowl. I just thought it would be cool. You're, you're like me. I'm a huge baseball fan. I love baseball, and I wanted it to be in a, a historic stadium. It was going to be the very first Fenway Bowl, which it just happened. There was uh, never been to Boston. All right. I you know I love the show Cheers. Uh, you go to the Cheers Bar. Uh, just cool stuff to do there. Um, I love you know. You go to t- there was actually a game the night before the bowl game on the 16th. The Celtics were playing. Yeah. Um, you know things like that that would have been really cool. Um, 
then there was talk of going to Tampa. We were going to Tampa. Yep. We're going to Tampa. Right. And everybody is like, and, and I'm like, hey, man, I love warm weather. So, you know, and, and then I, I think that we did a disservice maybe because of all the leaks of where we were supposed to go. And then, like, literally everybody says, oh, it's Birmingham. But I don't, I don't think that it's, like, a knock on Birmingham. I just think that it was the fact that we were told Boston and Tampa – and those have both attractive, you know, reasons why you wouldn't want to go. Birmingham has a lot to do there. It's just that if we had been told Birmingham first, I think that the, it would have been a different outcome. Oh, sure. I just, but I think the fact that it was like, we're going to Fenway. And I'm like, oh, my God, as a kid, I've come from a baseball family. I have a relative who played in the major leagues. So I'm going, this is a really big deal. And then Tampa, that you play where the T- Tampa Bay Bucks uh yeah. Play there, you've been there. I know last year you covered for for yeah. us, um, did a, a live shot there for us. And so, like, I'm going, man, Tampa's going to be great. Uh, if you love pro wrestling, there's a lot of wrestlers that live in Tampa. Not that we're going to hang out with them, but Tampa's just a really cool area. Um, and then everybody's like, we're not going to Birmingham. And to me, uh, one more point, sorry, it's your show. Um, <laughs> 20, 2013 is the last time we won a bowl game. Yeah. Nine years ago. 2014 is the last time we won eight ball games. So we we still have a lot to play for and why not be there? And then by, right behind me, that's Protective Stadium. They finally stepped up to the plate. That's where UAB plays. Right. The stadium looks really nice. I can't wait to – our seats are on the press box side. So mm-hmm. the west side, as they call it, the east side is closer to me. But I just feel like with this new stadium – there's uh, the fact that it's downtown near UAB where there's a lot to do. Right. I really think they've stepped it up. So I'm going to be excited to another thing. Sutton, uh, one final point is that it's not that far away from Greenville and a lot of the, and you look at Charlotte and Atlanta and like where Bubba is in the Western part of the state. It's a quick, I think it's six Bubba can probably help me. I think it's, about six hours from Charlotte, the Charlotte area. Six. Uh, I was talking to Buggy. He said it was around six hours. So that part's not bad. It's good for EC fans in Charlotte, Atlanta, especially. Right. East South Carolina. Carolina. Yeah, South Carolina, Carolina, the northwest part of South Carolina, too. Um, But I think the thing that, for me, I mean, in all bias, I'm a Yankee fan, so of course I didn't want to go Fenway. Um, (laughs) There you go. I mean, I didn't want it to go there. But here, here's my thing. In all honesty, bias aside, with and I'm not trying to shame the defense, but with how poorly the defense played the last two games, I didn't think we had any right to go to Fenway or to Tampa. I mean, as much as I hated saying that, I mean, am I surprised that we're going to Birmingham? No, I wouldn't have been surprised if we were going to Boca Raton or I personally thought before all these projections came out, Myrtle Beach. But the thing with me with this game, too, is this game almost always features an SEC team. So that's more, for me, what makes this game an O. It's Birmingham, and there's no SEC team. And I've been telling people, well, if Auburn would have made a bowl, I can almost promise you we'd be playing Auburn. Oh, yeah. that's Last year, as a matter of fact, Sutton, I'm Auburn. glad you brought up Auburn. They want, they were there, you know, um, the very first uh, time the stadium they played the football, right. uh, the bowl game was last year. And mm-hmm. they, had, they have the football record 
because they sold out the stadium. And get this, I don't know if you know this or not, and I've never asked you anything about music, so forgive me, but I'm a huge Garth Brooks fan. I love Garth Brooks. I love country music. And Garth Brooks has a record of the stadium, 55,000, because on the stadium right behind me, on the field, they added 10,000 seats on the field that they can't obviously have for a football game. So Garth Brooks has the uh, record for the most tickets sold at the stadium of 55,000 last year. But anyway, they've, um, as Bubba's putting up on the screen, that was one of the topics I had for you. 1,300 seats is what we sold. Tickets. Uh, thank you there, Bubba. And I'll let you uh, do the honors there, uh, Sutton, about uh, that. You have, what is that, about 25? Yeah, about 3,000 yeah. is what I guessed. 2,500 to 3,000 people there. I mean, that's not terrible. I mean, I, I'd like to see more, but at the same time, I mean, yeah. Again, I mean, with the holidays, I mean, it's two, it's two days after Christmas. I mean, yeah, kind of what I expect. I mean, and here's another thing. There's a lot of people, your friend, I've got friends galore that could have gone with me, but they can't. You know why? Because they don't have, they've used up all their PTO for the year time off. It's yeah. Like you were, you were like the fourth person. I swear to you, um, this is not just for TV or for streaming. I literally know of like my close friends, people that I know that they can't go with me to the bowl and you're the next one today. Like we right before in the green room that literally um, the 27th is tough and I'm not knocking the bowl. I'm very happy to be in the bowl, oh, sure. but, but that's a, that's an issue. Like there are people that if it was, uh, I was told, you know, the Myrtle beach bowl, Dave, I can go because it's pre Christmas and enough away from the holiday that I, it's a quick drive. I can go down there and drive right back. They didn't have to get a hotel. Um, and there are people that told me not even because of that, just the fact of that it was on the 27th, um, that that was the issue. It was yeah. not that they didn't like Birmingham. Um, they would have gone with me if it hadn't been that day. So it is what it is. Um, I will say to Pirate Nation, if you didn't go because it was in Birmingham, then don't be disappointed if we don't get picked for a bigger bowl next year because people are going to like, they don't, people don't understand, even though we're not old school the way it used to be when I was growing up. Um, and even when I was in college at East Carolina, they do things way differently. They still look at how many fans you're going to bring. It's about money and it's about how many money, how much um, you're going to bring as far as the city overall, the economic impact and how much money you're going to bring as far as, putting butts in the seats. And so that's my concern is understand about the 27th. I understand you may be disappointed. It's not in Boston or Tampa. Um, and it may not be the convenience of, and we love Myrtle beach. Those of us that are from North Carolina and where we are, but I hope that they will people next year, maybe when we, there'll be a, a bigger bowl or be a, another location, but I'm just hoping that more people buy tickets next year. No, no, I certainly agree with that. And yeah, I, I mean, to your point about the PTO, let me just say this. I I told my girlfriend, I said, look, don't worry about where we're going. I'm still taking the time. We're going to Newark. And we did, we had a great time. But anyway, the thing about it is, what, and to your point, it makes it so difficult with it being a weekday. And I'm not taking away from my, I love it when you have a bowl or two every day. I mean, yeah. I was watching the game earlier and listening to the game now, I love that. I love having that weekday bowl. Like, it's one of my traditions. I watch the Hawaii Bowl on Christmas Eve, so I watch that tomorrow night. I enjoy that. 
But the thing is, too, with these games, when you have them in Birmingham or just say we've been in, because I know a couple of sites that are going to Shreveport, that's the thing with these games. And that's that, it's kind of, I don't want to say price you pay, but you know it could happen. And a lot of people were thinking, okay, yeah, we could go to Myrtle Beach. Oh, yeah, we could go back up to Annapolis. And I'll just say this. I'm glad we're not going up to Annapolis again. I did not want to do that. I love the military bowl. Don't get me wrong, but I, I didn't think it was fair to the players to have to go back up to Annapolis and do all that stuff over again to play in that same game where you were told, okay, you've got to go home. So I was I, I was happy we were not going to Annapolis. And I, I know many others were too. But I think the thing with Birmingham, to a different point, unlike the last two times we played in it, I think we have a really good shot to win this game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was one of the things. Check this out. Um, we have we, we our defense and Coastal's defense a lot alike. They were very good. See if you notice this East Carolina is like they were very good with the run, not so good with the pass, just like East Carolina's defense. Um, I think, you know, with uh, their offense is good. Our offense is good. Um, Even without Ryan Jones um, or people that are, you know, we don't have Miles Berry because of, uh, unfortunately, with the academics. Um, There's, you know, things like that that are – I'm sorry, not Miles. So forgive me, Xavier Smith. Forgive me, Miles. Um, but uh, wrong player. Uh, but with uh, that being said, you know, um, I think that one of the things I love about this a matchup too, Sutton. These players in this game, you have a East Carolina that's on on the rise again. We're back to playing pirate football. You have Coastal that's been good for a few years. Both these schools want to win this game. Oh, yeah. Different like uh, Alabama, who's playing in the Sugar Bowl, and it's like, oh, yeah, we're not playing for the national championship, so, oh, well. They just kind of phone it in. I think both these teams are going to be playing really hard. Mm -hmm. Oh, I I certainly agree with that. I think it's a game that both teams want to win, and I think, too, that both fan bases want to win because I haven't heard anything, and obviously there's nothing there that's saying that these two teams are going to have a home-and-home anytime soon. So, I mean, I personally don't think it will happen. So I think for the fan bases, too, I think it's I think it's a very important game to win. But th- this is my key, big key, and I, I talked about this earlier in the show. Our defense better show up. And I, I, I'm saying it very bluntly. Our defense better show up because with their quarterback, McCall, who is playing in this game, though he's transferring, he, he is playing in this game. If our defense does not show up and they put a performance up like they did against Temple in Houston, then I do not think we won the game. I don't. Because I, I, the defense, you, you have to play well, especially when you're facing a quarterback who will easily, I can almost guarantee, if he doesn't follow Chadwell Liberty, he will be going to a Power 5 school. Oh, yeah. There's I, no question about it. Um, so you, you have to play well on the defensive side. Offensively, I trust our offense for the most part. Um, so and I think a big thing with us, too, get up early. Get up early because the thing, especially with the Houston game, we just could never crawl back into that game. 
you have to be able to get away quick. If you see you can do that, then I'm not too concerned. But the problem is Grayson McCall, the mullet, he's playing. And, and another thing with Coastal, too, is their coach. Obviously, he has departed. He is going to Liberty. Yep. Which, for those of you who don't know and are probably thinking, well, why would he go from uh, Coastal to Liberty? Uh, Liberty pays a good chunk of money. I mean, that four million dollars. I got yeah. the answer. Four million dollars a year. Yeah, um, they they pay up upwards of mid Power Five level salaries, yeah. and they have an indoor practice facility. I mean, I, I've driven by it many times. It's as nice as any indoor facility I've ever seen. I mean, the facilities there are top notch. They renovated their football stadium. They clearly have money. They just built a new basketball arena. So mm-hmm. when I heard that news, it didn't surprise me. It, it didn't because no offense to Coastal Carolina. And well, we'll put that up on the screen. You see Liberty, that? Liberty just blows them out. Yeah, that there is five times as much. Uh, Four million versus eight hundred thousand dollars in Coastal. Yeah, and the thing with Liberty too is he has the chance to continue the success and build on it right way. He's not going into a rebuild. I mean, that program with you free was under great shape. And I think Chad will be better. So that's the thing, too, with Coastal. How will they adjust to having an interim staff or an interim coach, rather? And how will that make an impact on the game, on their on their performance? That That's my big thing. And I think in that sense, too, EC was lucky. As of right now, we don't have any coaches that are going to other schools at the moment. Right. I know that there were reports early, I mean, before the last few games about Mike Houston and Georgia Tech and whatnot, but we don't have to worry about that. He's not going anywhere. I think yeah. I think all the head coaching vacancies are filled, so there's not going to be any more of that. But I really – my big two things are Grace McCall, how we respond to him, and how Coastal plays with an interim coach. Those are my two big things. Yeah, there's no question about it. And and there's a – I think that there's, for me, yeah, the stability of East Carolina versus the instability of Coastal Carolina. How will the players – how will they play? Yes, you have the offensive coordinator and the defensive coordinator still there. Uh, we had Coach Staggs on, interim coach and defensive coach, uh, defensive coordinator, and with safeties. But um, that's my question: is I think you give the stability, you give uh, those players to, another ch- chance to heal. Um, they've had a few weeks now to heal. They've had all those practices. Sudden, the younger guys, as Coach Houston talked about his press conference on Wednesday, um, they're getting a chance to play. It's great for our program to have two straight years to have a bowl game and all those practices um, is tremendous. Um, having signing day, I'm really um, happy with with our players. I think that um, the key will be there, by the way, a little sidebar. The um, one thing for me I want to see for the coaches, which I know they're, they're the coaches and not me, but we've, we've got to pick up on the transfer portal. Guys, they're really good at offensive line. We need offensive line, offensive line. Did I say offensive line? That's what we need. <laughs> yeah. So that's what we need. And um, we coach Houston named Mason Garcia, the next football um, 
excuse me, football quarterback, quarterback, quarterback uh, for East Carolina, which we knew was coming. Oh yeah. And um, it's part, but it's about uh, protecting him. Right now, we have to worry about a bowl game. But after the bowl game, um, then we've got to get those offensive linemen. If we do, then it'll be a really good class that I'll be happy with. That's the question mark for me. Um, and being an old guy, by the way, Sutton, um, older guy, um, we're not used to this kind of uh, what you have to do now. We're recruiting with um, – we had just a little bit of JUCO and a lot of high school guys, and now we've got guys that pretty much it's a new roster, it seems like, every year, free agency now. Mm-hmm. No, and I agree with that. And I've always been one, in all honesty, Dave, with uh, NILs and the transfer portal. I'm okay with the transfer portal, but I'm not a big fan of the NIL. I mean, you've probably seen the reports of a certain quarterback from a certain school that I will not name being offered $5 million to transfer. That's not college football, and I I certainly hope that that changes because that is frankly just sad for the game. It hurts programs like us and Coastal. It's terrible. It's sad. And I've always said this, and I know I've gotten mixed opinions from people with saying this, but when you go to college and you get a full ride, you're getting, frankly, $100,000 out of that full ride. You're getting free tuition, free almost everything you need, meals, I mean, whatnot, books, all that. I don't think that you need all these NIL deals. If you want those NIL deals, then go pro. Well, here's, yeah, uh, let me, there's so much to unpack there, but I will tell you this. Number one, um, if you are a guy that's middle-aged like me, and I remember when SMU got the death penalty, I remember it very well. I think it was 1984. Mm -hmm. Imagine East Carolina having their program shut down, no football. That's what happened to SMU, Okay. All right, so basically what happened is even the governor of Texas was giving money to players under the table, so to speak. Now, what was underground is cool. Um, It's just very strange if you're 40. I'm almost 50 years old. Very strange. Um, By the way, speaking of SMU, we read in a group text today, they're paying every one of their players 36 thousand dollars a player it's a few million dollars is what it comes up to be so here's the thing Sutton you and I both are in agreement on how we feel I would also add that we we said to uh, we said in July of 2021 when this happened with NIL we're not against players getting money Um, we're just against the ludicrous amounts that are just I mean this is worse than a bunch of politicians Think about all that dark money that about these ads and I'm not going to, I love, I love political ads because it helps pay our bills. Those of us that are in broadcasting. So I'm not anti-political ads. Don't get me wrong. Paid political ads. Um, but with the NIL, it, it's just so crazy because check this out. We have this year, I don't know how many, and uh, Bubba will probably know again, stats guy, number of players that we were going to get, we had a good chance of getting. They were flipped because of NIL. So here's the thing. You and I are both in agreement. We know how we feel about it. But if you're a good coach, which Mike Houston is, 
he knows that we've got to do NIL and we're going to have to like the way that our mindset is, we want things to be changed, but until it's changed, that's how we're going to have to play the game. And, And so he was asked, I'll tell you this, I got breaking news for you right here. He was asked recently and I probably shouldn't say it, but, um, he would rather have, I will just say it like this. He would rather have the NIL money. Number That's number one. Number two would be the indoor practice facility. Can you believe that? That's how much things have changed in a short period of time. And it also goes back to not to get too deep in the weeds. We should have had the indoor practice facility years ago. Oh, no question. And so we, you know, the same thing with the, everybody gives the town big tower a hard time. That thing is nice. We need that. that. Nice. Yes. The problem with the, the problem is not the tower. The problem huh. is not the press box. We waited. Do you know when that last press box was made? 1978. I was in kindergarten. I was in kindergarten and it took them 40 years. 40. You know, we're not saying to be changing things every five or 10 years, but it took them 40 years uh, to replace it. So that was the problem with that. They waited too long. We, we're like Rip Van Winkle, wait too long. We're sleeping while everybody is awake and, and working and, and you know, do that. So anyway, I'm not going to get off on a tangent. Sorry. It's your show. No, no. I mean, I, I agree 100%. I thought we should have had that new press box in 2010, 2011. That, that was the big time when schools were doing that. We were definitely, definitely late to the party. I mean – Yep. As far as the schools in North Carolina, we were the last major school to get it. Um, so I, I certainly agree. And, and to your point, I agree with you about the NIL. We're in a day and age where you have to com- you have to compete NIL wise. It sucks. I don't like it. Yep. I don't like it. But in that, that's the thing with donor support. You have to. You have to because it, it, it's really sad. But this game is going to come down to money. Football is just a game of money. I don't really consider it to be – I didn't really consider it to be like that five, ten years ago. But now it's money. What school is going to pay this player more? What school is going to play that player more? Who's going to get a better NIL deal? That's what it is about, and it's sad. But you know what? It's the world we're living in, and we just got to deal with it. Yeah, they. I just read. I think it was last week. In the last week, early, the holiday season with all work going on, and everything I've got. They uh, Alabama paid a DB one point two million dollars. A, a D back, <laughs> a DB. Um, so, and I'm not knocking DBs, uh, but that the other thing about NL, by the way, that I don't like is something to happen to us. And I was, I forgot, I, I was going down a, to make a point. Holt Nailers, we said, hey, if Holt Nailers gets a whole bunch of NIL deals, which he has, it's going to create friction in the locker room. That's mm-hmm. why you have a guy right now who opted out, who can play, because he got it, He, as you guys and your generation would say, he got butt hurt because he was not getting NIL deals. Okay, I agree that, you know, hey, it's bad that you're not getting enough. You're a great athlete. You should be getting more. But that kid is from Greenville, North Carolina. He was a star in Little League. Do you remember that? Like, oh, yeah. Home runs in Little League. Oh, yeah. I mean, the dude is like a great athlete. Talking about Holt Nailers. He's a local kid. And 
that's the reason why he's getting more. And on top of that, he's a quarterback. Yeah. So that's why he's getting that. So anyway, it's just crazy. Um, It's crazy that that we predicted that in July of 21 when the NIL came into existence that it was going to create friction. The other thing, another piece of it too, that we haven't talked about Sutton is that I'm concerned about as uh, someone who's pro athlete, meaning that I'm for the athlete is the fact that I believe it's going to come a point in time when these big $5 million players, a million dollar players, who's to say if you're uh, Alabama, right. And you have that DB or you have a wide receiver that doesn't make the catch in the sec championship game or a national championship game with, a national championship on the line that they don't just get cut. And we can all say, yeah, they have one year scholarships. It's not really a four year scholarship anyway, but um, I just believe that it's uh, that old adage for the players. I'll tell them this, be careful what you wish for. Oh yeah. You're not wrong. You're certainly not wrong. And it, I mean, I don't want to look at this, NIL stuff 10 years down the road, but I I just know that the game is changing so much because of it. Mm -hmm. And I mean, even the difference between us and coastal, I mean, I I don't ever like to use the term big brother, little brother, because I'll just say this for those who don't know. I mean, people who call Carolina the big brother has gotten, there, you know what's kicked by the little brother three straight times, but ECU is in a higher level than Coastal is. And I think we all know that. And I think NIL-wise, that shows. Money-wise, shows. I mean, obviously, Bubba pointed out, thank you, Bubba, $800,000 is what Chadwell was making from what you had said. And East Mike Houston, I believe, is $2.5 million around that, $2.4 mm-hmm. So... I mean, so when we turn this game, let's turn back this game now, you would expect with how much more money and resources ECU has, ECU should win this game. Yes. They should win the game. We've obviously had players that have said, all right, I'm not playing in the game. I'm pursuing the draft. That's almost every team. If you are an ECU, I mean – most power five schools, you have a couple who are going to say that. And that's, I don't like that either, but it's the game. It's the game. I don't like it, but it's the game. So when we look at this game, ECU is expected to win. They are, I believe, 10 and a half, nine and a half point favorites at the moment. And I would not believe that that would move. I don't expect it to move. So that, that that's the thing. With this game, is you like we talked about earlier, you think of the Birmingham Bowl, you think AAC, SEC, that SEC team. The AAC team gets to play the SEC team, kind of like the Liberty Bowl where right. the Conference USA champion played an SEC team. You don't have it this year. ECU is the big dog in this game, and we have to show it. And before we wrap up here, the big thing for me, Dave, like we talked about earlier, is the defense has to show up. That is the big thing. Holt Mayors, I expect him to play well. This is the last game in the ECU uniform. I expect him to play well. 
I expect Keith Mitchell to play well. I expect Miles Berry to play well. I expect I expect your big names, and especially those who are wearing the purple and gold for the last time, I expect for them to play there. You know what's off. And I mean, same goes for Coastal. Same goes for Coastal and their guys. But, I mean, I, I just don't see you losing this game. I don't. It has to be a thing, though, where, like I said earlier, the offense needs to put points up quickly. And I'm going to point at one specific player. I'm going to say Keaton Mitchell. He needs to score a touchdown early, get that momentum early. If we win this game, Dave, I personally think Keaton will need at least two touchdowns. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> it's funny you said one and then two. I'm going to go three touchdowns. I think I think um, when you were talking about, let, let's go ahead and hopefully we win the toss. Normally I'm that guy to say defer to the second half. I think this is kind of like the days when we had Lincoln Riley with Ruffin yep. McNeil. Let's go ahead and get the ball. Let's get Donnie K. Let's be creative. Get go get yep. the momentum. I agree with you 1,000%. Let's go ahead and score because I think – that if we get up by, say if we get up by two touchdowns, it's like 14 nothing. I, I think you'll start to see those coastal players that this kind of instability and coaches right. changing. Um, maybe they're, maybe they'll give up sooner. I don't know. Um, I, I would hope that they would play, you know, their hearts out for the whole game, but sometimes these bowl games can be tricky. And uh, when, when a coach leaves um, or it's been fired or whatever, but I just feel like with this, this team, another thing, um, you made a good point about Holton. Hard to believe his last game. I never, some people feel like he's been here 10 years, especially our opponents. But remember that Carolina game? Speaking of Carolina, he comes in, scored his first first touchdown. He knew he was going to be special. He hasn't been perfect. No quarterback's perfect. Really proud of him. Glad that he stuck it out. Glad he came back for another year. Oh, yeah. And that he, guys like him, that when our program was so down, when they came in in 2018 and it was down in the dumps, I really want a bowl win for them. And to think, I mean, we're already going to take them regardless, but because the program has turned around, but I, I want that to be like the cherry on top for them. Oh, I agree. No question about it. And, and the nice thing with ECU in this game, as you mentioned, there is no coaching change. And for those of you who don't remember too, when we played Florida, uh, that was right after Will Muschamp was fired. So That's they right. had DJ Durkin was the interim. They squeaked that one out. But we don't have a di- different situation here for ECU. You've got Holt Mailers. I mean, again, I mean, it has seemed like he's been here a while. I mean, five years. I mean, but nothing but great, great guy. I know him personally. He's a great guy. Um, Miles Berry, give him all the credit, too. Um, I, like you said, that would be the ter- cherry on top. Did they reach their goal of winning conference championship this year? No. And, and frankly, all honesty, did I expect them to do that? No, I didn't. But a win in Birmingham on Tuesday would set the ship in the right direction to make that next step into Correct. winning a conference championship. And frankly, what I call the Conference USA 2.0 because our conference, unfortunately for ECU, is getting a lot weaker. I well, it, to a certain extent, but when you look at UTSA coming in, um, Rice won five games, and because of their um, 
I was going to say RPI. That's not correct, but they're academics. They got in. Oh, sure. Um, but there's a lot of teams that we have um, momentum. But another thing, speaking of coaches, there's a handful of coaches, including Navy, that will have their coach. Yeah. Uh, Newberry got the, the the gig, the defensive coordinator. So there's going to be a lot of uh, coming into next year. Tom Herman, thank you, Bob, at FAU. I mean, yeah. we have a lot of good coaches in there. And I'll tell you what. Uh, UAB, um, man, yeah. oh, man, man, with UAB having a new coach, um, Dilfer. Dilfer, he was the MVP for the 2000 Super Bowl, if you remember that, uh, with the Ravens. Um, so that uh, they're going the route of getting the wow hire, hopefully with season tickets after having Bill Clark stepping down with the with oh, the uh, health issue. But we'll have to see. But I think the East Carolina. I think there's a lot of talent with the teams coming in, um, but at what? But I think that the what I was going to say is, I think Tulane's still going to be good. Um, you have in there definitely them, but there's a lot of uh, chances for us. We have have shame to wear cut off t- <laughs> sleeve t-shirts, uh, Pogi, uh, Pogi or Pogi? I can't remember at Charlotte. Yeah, Not so possible. yeah, but anyway, they're going to. Um, East Carolina has a good chance to be in the upper tier and that we've been fighting for for so long. Frankly, uh, they win it. Yeah, to win it. But anyway, I know you want to wrap things up. Um, I want to wish you a happy holidays to you. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, my friend. Merry Christmas to you. Appreciate all you've done for us uh, here on the Sports Objective Network. Absolutely. Um, More coming well. Yeah. And uh, hey, we got basketball doing well. And guess what? Baseball this week, will I'll end on that top twenty. Yeah, so, uh, I think we got a lot of reporting still to do, and oh, absolutely, everybody will come to the bowl or at least uh, watch it. And Monday nights, uh, I want everybody to tune in virtually if they can't be in Birmingham with our great show um, there in Birmingham, and that's at Overtime Bar and Grill. Um, this is gonna be a lot of fun. Let's do a uh, quick prediction, uh, Dave. Who you got? Okay, so you said 10 and a half is the line. So I love the, love the guys in Vegas. I'm going to say, I'm going to go. Um, my first thought was 31 21 Pirates. I'm going to go 10 points. Yeah. Uh, we don't I'm, necessarily, I think we're, I don't think we cover, but we still win the game. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think that Coastal might get up early, but I don't think they're going to win. I think that third time's the charm for ECU in this game. I'm going to go 38 28. There you go. Four. Um, so I, I think we'll get a field goal in there, but it's going to be, I think Keaton's going to have two. I think uh, receivers will have a couple as well. It's going to be a good game, but I think EC will pull away late. Dave, thank you for your time, man. I hope you have a great holiday. I hope you have a great Christmas, a uh, great New Year's. Uh, hopefully we will be celebrating next Tuesday night with Pirate Win. I know I'll have it on at the station. I'll be working, but we'll see, man. It's going to be a fun one. Thanks, Dave, and thank yeah. you for watching at home. And, uh, Have a great holiday, and as always, make sure you stay undaunted and make sure you watch the game on Tuesday, 6.45 Eastern Time, 5.45 if you're going. Game is on ESPN. Have a great night.